Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right, let's mix it up. Yeah. We were mixing it up just a second ago. We were. Oh, yeah. We were arguing about Disney movies. We were almost, what's the term? Uh, Throwing hands. Throwing hands. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, I don't have like a deep passionate love like a lot of people do for disney so all right so that was the argument because i think there's disney people yes i would i would not call myself disney people my wife yeah she might think she's disney people but there are disney people yeah like oh yeah they only go on vacation to disney yeah that's sad actually we're dangerously close maybe because this will be our second spring break in a row that we're going to disney Mm -hmm. we had such a good time that's okay. But I, I still wouldn't say Disney I still people, love you. So. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to Disney. I think you said something about why you hate Disney so much. Yes, yeah, that's right. I did. Well, and I said like growing up, if you think about the Disney movies that came out, I was born in 1982. Which was we, not long before I was born. Yeah. And so we pretty much agreed the first Disney hit didn't come out till 1994. All right. So no, 91. Was it? Yeah. Beauty and it? the Beast. Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. I skipped that one. Although that was not one of my favorites i mean i was i was nine i was Here, already okay. like a you know like i hear your I was point a boy and i hear your I didn't point care Jason. about a disney princess at that point <laughs> and, and i think I'm, I'm not looking at the dates but i know the ones that i grew up watching were probably the older ones like 50s and 60s yeah, maybe we, we were just kind of talking about that too like but here's the here's the question i will pose to you does that make disney not good because the 80s were bad because that means that rock music is not good because the 80s were bad Ooh, i mean that's a good point. The 80s you were not got me there. <laughs> it was not kind to fashion. No, it wasn't. Music. Yeah. Apparently movies. I mean, although I mean pyro companies were okay. like really into it. <laughs> Here's the only thing I will say because the Chevy uh, Camaro was a piece of junk. <laughs> Disney movies were not very good in the 80s. Right. However, movies in general were hitting a really funny stride in the 80s. They were bizarre. They were, but they Think about all the eighties movies that you I think have like you introduced Disney, your like, kids to some of those movies that I you have. Watched? Like we watched Flight of the Navigator. That's a Disney movie. Okay. And that is the strangest. I'm thinking like movie. Goonies. Goonies. Short yeah. Circuit. Oh yeah. Back I, to the Future. Yeah. Like there were some good movies in the eighties. Yeah, but that's a different that's different. When I think of Disney, I'm thinking of like an animated. No, no, no. I I I no yeah. I get your point. What yeah. I'm saying is movies in general. Right. I get like it. you can't say that movies were bad in the eighties. They yeah. might they might have had a certain corniness to them. Mm-hmm. Disney movies were not great in the eighties. Everything was bad in the eighties. But I will say movies in general. So it depends on what you're judging There's some Disney classics by. in there is what you're sure. saying. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you you might have me on that point. <laughs> so anyway. Are we drinking or what? Uh, yeah, definitely. Today we're drinking something called the, and I got to make sure I don't call this something else, an Irish buck. Ooh. Irish buck. Is this in honor of St. Patty's Day? Uh, sure. <laughs> this episode comes out after. We're recording it just before St. Patrick's Day. We though. are. So we yeah. Are. So so deal with it, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the Irish buck. Funny how that works out. Huh? Yeah, that's all right. So I guess I'll just get into the ingredients and then we'll go from there it's pretty simple so this one i thought maybe we covered way way back we've Um, had other bucks yes we've had so this is in the mule category yes we did an episode that was all kinds of mules it was cocktails on a budget or something like that that's right a really long time ago find some liquor 
mix it, mix with, it ginger with ginger beer. beer yeah <laughs> off you go <laughs> so i think with these bucks or mules whichever and i'm not sure i remember the distinction between the two yeah, uh, i know gin was a gin gin buck yeah uh, right because you had gin ginger and then i don't yeah. i don't know why it's not a mule because but this is also in the buck category. Because mules are kind of like dumb pack animals. <laughs> well, I think it might have something to do with whether you're using ginger ale or ginger beer. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's what I think that's what it is. It may be. I'll tell you this. It doesn't much. matter. We're just expert drinkers at this point. Right? Well, what the recipe called for, and we used OHLQ.com, as I have many times quite a bit here well, like got lots of good recipes Some uh, really bad this, ones. Was, this is one of their saint patty's day themed uh, recipes but okay. this is one and a half ounces of irish whiskey okay uh, we use jameson Check. a quarter of an ounce of lime juice okay and then this calls for two ounces of ginger ale okay uh, i use ginger beer so ginger ale sweeter less less bitey yeah i i like the tangies this so do i so do i <laughs> yeah and this isn't even our favorite no. ginger beer i mean so it, it is kind of in the spicy category. It is. Like it's spicier. You, but I think, yep. yeah, Fever Tree. Yeah, that's that's better than... Yeah. What's the one What's the one that comes in the brown can? There's one called like Boonderberg Bo- or Boonderberg. something like that's that. That's what I was thinking of. And that's very honey Honey, yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like sweet taste. And then there's Gosling's, Ooh. which is... Not kind great. of like the Sam's Choice. I don't know. It's you find <laughs> it everywhere. K. Yeah, it's, that's not very good. But all right. Uh, yeah. So you know what? As far as Irish whiskey goes, um, I, I'm willing to try it. This is kind of like Jameson's. All right. Yeah. I mean, I I will order at a bar when I know I can't. I'm not going to get a great drink. But I mean, in particular, mm-hmm. Kentucky Mule is probably one of my go. Oh sure. So I like I, a cold drink. So. I'm sure we're going to like. The, well, we know we like. The bourbon version yeah. of this, right? Yeah. Because we I like, like uh, a Kentucky Mule. So, all right. In honor of St. Patty's Day, here we here go. We go. Yep, that's not bad. It's refreshing. It is. It's crisp. Yep. Maybe that's like, you know, I think ginger vision. ale would be too sweet. I think so too. But I think that's just our preference. Well, honestly, so Jameson's, and it's a little bit of a sweet whiskey, in my opinion. I would agree um, with that in comparison to other Irish whiskeys. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, I always go to Jameson. I, I don't really dabble too much in the Irish whiskey category. Yeah. I So my uncle is a big fan of Bushmills and mm-hmm. some of the different yeah. variations. And I'll say for a, a reasonably cheap whiskey, that's mm-hmm. not... I mean, it's been a while since I had it. I don't remember it being too bad. Ooh. Future, um, future research. Yeah. <laughs> you know they they both have the uh, screw cu- uh, the screw tap. Yeah, screw, man, I can't talk. Screw okay. top, screw yes. cap. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Same I, thing. Uh, when I was out of the office a couple weeks ago, I watched a how it's made. Mm-hmm. How they make those things. It is fascinating. The how they make. Cap? Yeah, hmm. it's really cool. I was intrigued. I was intrigued. This is not related, but sort of related uh, as far as the screw caps go. If you notice Weller. Right. Yes. The Weller Antique, the red one, mm-hmm. a lot more sought after than the green. Although yep. I think in, in a lot of states, both of them are. The green comes with a screw cap. Yep. The red or the Weller Antique comes with a cork. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always that way, actually. Huh. Some of the older bottles of the red, for a long time, they came with a, a screw cap, hmm. and it was cheaper too. It was like twenty-five to thirty dollars a bottle. Interesting. And then people started buying it up, and then it became harder to find. More expensive. They put a cork in it. Uh, but there are a lot of people out there who will say, yeah, if you ever get your hands on an old bottle of Weller Antique, it was better when you had the screw cap. So You better know that it's not a fake. <laughs> that well, would be my worry. <laughs> yeah. So that's... Lots of imposters out there. That's for dang If sure. you walked into a liquor store like uh, 
you know, out of state or something like that. or something like that. And you see an old dusty bottle, you might be wondering, is that a fake or is that the real deal? If like it was reasonably priced, I would try old, it. <laughs> yeah, one of those old $30 screw, screw tops. I'd pay, I'd pay the going rate for a new bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I much would. more than that because I'm cheap when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway, so screw caps. Not too cheap. How many <laughs> bottles of whiskey do you have? <laughs> uh, Undisclosed. <laughs> It's, it's better than what it was. Oh, that's good. I think I'm under 50 now. Oh, nice. You've been practicing. I have been practicing. Good job. All it right. is winter. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's All transition right. then, Jason, into the uh, finance topic. Nice. Kind of interesting coming on the heels of the anatomy of a, a bank collapse, or what did we call it? Anatomy of a bank failure? Failure, yeah. Yeah, this will be kind of an interesting topic, because we're talking about chasing yield today, right, Jason? Yeah, this is really timely, and the the crazy thing is when we were planning these episodes, you know, several weeks ago, we didn't know that there would be any kind of bank failure or anything. No. Yeah, so what we're seeing out there right now is a lot of folks are asking questions about what appears to be uh, very attractive, fixed, yeah, lots of air quotes, <laughs> fixed rates that banks are advertising. A lot of other investment companies are also advertising these. Yeah, like brokered um, CDs. Brokered and- CDs, annuity rates, indexed annuities. These are, they're, they're definitely, the rate's definitely attractive enough for folks to take a look at and go, hmm. It's It's been enough where for most of my career. Mine too. I have kind of poo-pooed the idea of CDs in general, but have been forced to kind of step back and say, well, wait a minute, this money's for a down payment on a house in the next year? Right. Nothing wrong with a 4% CD for the next 12 months, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so I think, so I went back and I looked, I said, okay, when was the last time we had a CD rate, a one-year CD rate that was above 5%? I remember this because this was... As I was getting into uh, my career at a regional bank. Mm -hmm. So the average across the country, it was 2010. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And since then, there's only been like one little blip, like one tiny little blip where we hit five and then retreated. Really? That's interesting. When would that have been? And it was like in 2011-ish. Huh. Okay? Okay. And depending on which site you know, you look at that's even debatable, but pretty clear. We haven't seen 5%. I'm almost certain you could go get a 5% CD somewhere at this point. Uh, that, there's an on, a pretty prominent online bank advertising that rate right now. Yeah. So this is, remember, a one-year CD. So it's been a long time. I mean, 13 years is a long time. And before that, the average, it was lousy. Yeah. Okay. It was like the the average wasn't a whole lot better. And in 2010, it it peaked for a short period of time and then it retreated. So most of our careers, mm-hmm. we've heard we heard inflation's coming, inflation's coming, inflation's coming. And inflation. we're like, nah, you gotta keep saying that big yeah. bad wolf or yeah. what's the we're like the little pig, right? Exactly. <laughs> we got a decade in now. Uh-huh. And so but now we're here, okay? And so these rates are definitely popping up out there. And what clients are doing, which I think it's natural. Okay. And actually I have a quote here. This is an awesome quote. Okay. It's Warren Buffett, of course. Oh, all right. I mean He's who's this? This is who's this? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, Buffett that you speak of Buffett okay. guy. Um, Related to Phoebe Buffet. <laughs> so it says reaching for yield is really stupid, <laughs> but is very human. Okay, I like that, and I I think I, he's touching on the emotional point here. Mm-hmm. 
And he's basically saying, usually you're reaching for yield when the markets are selling. Okay. And I want to be clear about this. We're talking about, there's a couple types of chasing yields, right? You can chase yield in the market, dividend payers, you could use bonds that have a lot more risk. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. We're talking about fixed rate, CD, annuities. And when the market is just simply not good. Yeah. Where we've had a period now or 12 months. Cash was the best performing asset class last year. Yep. 12 that months. That doesn't happen very often. Yep, 12 months plus in. People are starting to get a little bit of exhaustion. Yep. And then they see a five percent rate advertised in the newspaper. They want to go. They want to go get it in their head. What they're they're saying is five percent, and I, you can take the guesswork out of it. I don't have to think mm-hmm. about it. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, sounds awfully attractive, doesn't it? It's one thing to take cash and put it into that mm-hmm. cash that's been earning zero point nothing. Point nothing. Yes. Yeah. And for most of my career, I called a CD a certificate of depression. Yeah. Like, like it was bad. So when the market's selling, folks are thinking, I'll just limit my losses and I'll go get that 5% CD, right? Yeah. It's interesting because you say limit your losses where you and I would say, so you're not limit your losses. You're going to lock in your losses. Correct. Right? And you are locking in your losses. Probably, I mean, I'm going to take a stab at it and say you're probably locking those losses in forever. If you don't return back to the market. Well, even if you do. Maybe this is for later on in, in the uh, That's episode a, here. Another but. nerdy debate. Yeah. yeah my and, and I guess we've we've had clients that have asked about this and, and kind of going back to like what I said before, uh, you know, if you've got cash that's been earning nothing and, you know, there's a there's a use for that money in the mm-hmm. next year, 18 months, 24 months, right. maybe. OK, now you don't feel so bad biting the bullet and getting a four or a five percent CD, calling it a day, because you're going to use that money. It needs Correct. to be there. I don't know where the market's going to be in twelve, eighteen, twenty-four months. You don't either. Nope. But it's different to take money out of the market. Let's say that you know you could at this point. I mean, you could be anywhere between seven and fifteen percent. I'd say uh, to the <laughs> yeah. negative, right? Yeah. So you take money out, and we know to get that seven to fifteen percent. Let's just call it ten percent. Mm-hmm. You have to get more than 10% the next year to get back to break even. Right. Right. So a 5% CD over the next year doesn't get you close. No, it doesn't. And I think where the real speculation comes in is you're assuming that you're going to be able to get 5% again when that CD matures. Exactly. And actually, that is one of the points that I found very interesting reading different sites that folks assume that CD rate, interest rate risk is super low. That is not the case. No. It's actually highly, highly volatile. We don't know. I mean, just imagine you... It caused a bank collapse for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. And if you think about this, any fixed rate, go back to the beginning of like 2022. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. You go into a bank, you're excited. You got a 3% CD for five years. Okay? Like people were like spiking the ball in the end zone, right? And so on on this... and, And so now... You we're go really, we're really probably talking end of 2019 at that point. Right, right, right exactly. And I remember because I was, I was still working at the bank. Mm-hmm. And like you said, for most of our career, they were certificates of depression. Right. People would come in and they would ask about interest rates and be like, you really, do you even want to know? Are you going to make me say it? 
Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then we started raising rates and, you know, maybe 2018, 2019, a couple of times. Mm -hmm. We started to see some promotional rates out there. We had at one point uh, at the bank that I worked at a 3% money market promotion Mm -hmm. uh, and CD rates that were pretty close to it. And I I did have some of those really, really risk averse clients. And I'd call them and say, hey, look, I don't see this lasting, uh, but 3% on a CD, you know, these are the same folks who said, well, I'm not going to lock anything in. I'm not going to do the markets, but I don't want CDs. or I don't want any of that stuff unless right. we can talk 3%. And then you go, hey, guess what? 3%. I think you ought to jump on this. And you know what What it became? I think rates are going higher. higher. I'm going to wait until 4%. Well, guess what? You're there. They were waiting until now. Right. <laughs> Which means they gave up the opportunity cost of mm-hmm. that is a lot. And yeah, so I, I, I think what this comes down to for me, this is like a frustrating topic. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to talk about though right now. I mean, nobody wants to like laugh all the way to the bank with, you know, negative returns Mm -hmm. in their stock portfolios, right? I'm not excited about it. You're not excited about it, but we, we know we, we hang our hats on the statistical probability of averages coming back to averages. Yeah. Averages are averages for a reason. Right. Right. And the ability to withstand the you know, the fluctuation, mm-hmm. right? So so the first question you have to ask yourself, and you need to really ask yourself this question. Do you feel lucky? <laughs> well, do you, punk? <laughs> oh, you're not going there? No, I'm not. <laughs> I thought we were back to our duel. <laughs> I know. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first thing you got to ask yourself. <laughs> right, I think sorry. I'm better with the gun. <laughs> hey. Ooh, that's not good. Anyway. I forgot what I was saying. I you, you totally you, you just like <laughs> I'm good at sidetracking. Yeah, you, nobody's you laughing clean, to the bank clean, clean, with their, oh yeah, their thanks, thanks. Less than their their principal. Well, okay. When you're losing, quite nobody. honestly though, yeah. it's not less than their if they've been invested. We're just we'll go back to our conversation about anchoring in, right? Right, right. You look at your all time highs and you say, well, this was how much I had in. Right, exactly. Yeah, and my point is, is that. Honestly, ask yourself, am I going to use this money in the next five years? Ask right. yourself. If you are a 30-something person and you are child, human, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. That was interesting. 30-something right. human <laughs> and you're working and you're saving for retirement, for the love of Pete, yeah. you are not going to touch that money well, till you're 60 flipping years old. Okay? So... This doesn't like stop. 5% for four or 5% for a year to 18 months. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not making a difference nope. in the retirement bucket. Nope. Nope. And so the question is, is do you think you're going to need these funds? Okay. I think a lot of investors will convince themselves that well, I might need it. I might. You never know. I might have <laughs> that opportunity. And five years goes by in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And so, you really got to ask yourself that question. And 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 most like we come from the perspective of like most investments we do, we can get out. Okay. Oh, yeah. now, it doesn't mean that we want to get out when the market stinks. But if you are sitting on dry powder mm-hmm. and you have the opportunity to get into the market when it stinks, this is a highly emotional thing, right? I, I looked I looked this up. Okay. Like I like when on the Google? Yeah, on the Google told me. Buying when there is blood in the streets. Oh, yeah. That is the headline. Yeah. Okay. I love this. If you would have bought in 2009, 
3909. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do it, because I have an anecdote, and I think it lines up with what you're about to say so well. Okay. okay. Anecdote me. Anecdote. I was working at the bank, mm-hmm. and I saw the tail end of some of these 5% CDs maturing. Yep. And I remember calling clients to tell them, hey, your CD's maturing. You have 10 days to figure out what you want to do. So the bank that we worked ran a 5% CD promotion. Ooh. And it was name your term, right? Oh, so you could do one I year. I didn't know you had this experience. I was me- I was using this story in meetings. Oh, uh, yeah. One year, two year, three year, four year, or five year. Pick your term. Pick your term. What one did year, everybody all pick? All day long. Everybody picked one year. Oh, okay? my god. Except for a few nice little old ladies that came into my office like, and said, I would be happy with five I understand that we have to do something with a CD. I'd like to just let it roll over. And I said, I don't think you want to do that. And she said, I sure do want 5% for five more years. And I'd say, ma'am, I wish you could do that, but that ain't how it works, right? So what's funny about that is I had some of those conversations and they say, boy, those folks should have been buying five-year, 5% CDs. Yep, should have. And if I could go back knowing what I know now about mm-hmm. what's happened, that's what I would have been doing. And in my head, I'm going, "You're so that's wrong. loser talk, man. <laughs> that's loser talk. If you could go back in time, <laughs> you should have been buying into the market. Yeah. So the trough. 3909. We yeah. were down 56.8% in the S&P 500. That's a kick in the shorts. Yeah, you think it's bad now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are well, by the time this airs. <laughs> mm. Don't jinx Ooh. us, dang it. <laughs> if you were invested 1 year, negative 6.9, you lost. Man, you lose, Jason. You lose. You lose. <laughs> 3 years. Three Good point, day, sir. 3.7%. <laughs> Shouldn't have drank the fizzy lifting drink. Yeah. Shouldn't have done it. Okay. Five years, you're up 61.2%. Is that good? <laughs> 10 years, you're up yeah. 209.6%. Yeah. Divided by 10, that's Missed 20. Missed the decimal place that's there, That's 20%. Yeah. Come on, people. That was really scary. Yeah. Okay? And everyone says, well, you got to buy buy low, sell high. This is your opportunity, people. Like yeah, now. low. We set a high in January of last year. We're still not back there. Therefore, we are still buying low. But does that but, mean that we're gonna we can't go lower than we are today? Absolutely. But this not. time is different. But this time is different, it right? Is, isn't it? Every time that we've peaked and troughed, 1962, 70, 74, 82, 87, 02, and 09, the average 10-year return when you put in near the trough, 213.7%. You're up 21%. Yeah. Over 10 years. You know, my only argument to this, Jason, is that I don't think things are all that bad right now. I understand. Right? I understand. We're talking about going back to 08, 09 yeah, but when we, it was. My point is, is you're, you're, you're running after a four or 5% mm-hmm. return thinking it's the end all be all when history has shown us that buying when it's real, when there's blood in the streets yeah. is fine. It's actually when you should be buying. Do you think? Do you think it's blood in the streets? No, yet? not even close. Not we're not. Do you even, think we're going there, Jason? No, I. I, I mean, mean, eventually, I it's possible. At some point we yes, will. and in my career, in the rest of my career, probably. But I know the S and P over the last ten years has averaged eleven point six seven percent. That's data as of today when we're recording. Today, yeah, March thirteenth. <laughs> you know, so like. The problem is we have volatility in the market. Yeah. And the volatility swings 20.8%. The great equalizer. Right. So, you know, you're talking about like literally being on a swing. You're just trying to get to the point when the swing stops at 11.67%. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I am a thinker. Most people are happy with 11.67%. 
Most. Okay. Well, what I've found, Jason, is most people just aren't happy. One or the other. <laughs> Don't talk about yourself like that. <laughs> I've, had, I've had conversations with folks about why we only got 20% in a year when the market did 25 Yeah, or but we're not having that conversation now, are we? We certainly are not. No. But no, I mean, we had, in fact, we had a couple years ago had that conversation with clients where it's like, oh, we should have put the throttle down more. And, you know, I'm kind of grateful that we didn't. You well, know, here's d- the other diversification thing. means you have to say you're sorry, right? <laughs> all the time. All the time. Diversification never made anybody rich, Ooh. but it keeps people from going broke all the time. Mm, jumping off buildings, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And so, again, I think like a big part of this is this isn't a, I want to revisit. This is emotional. Okay. Our, our logical brain, I can show you all the numbers in the world, the facts, the figures. And if you are just, can't get over the emotional part of this and you will be up at night that's that's unfortunate it really Mm -hmm. is because i almost have the opposite exact opposite emotional feeling like you know conviction that's so strong yeah that you have to buy when it's hard when people are giving up that's when i start to go i don't call me crazy but yeah things gonna be better we've been watching regional bank stocks like get hammered right yeah okay and we, Some of them we down twenty percent yeah, intraday. We both said that we're like, man, do I wait a couple more days or is now a good time? <laughs> I'm not really that greedy, so if it goes down another five or six or ten or twenty, like I can wait. Yeah, I don't know. Gosh, I get fired up about this one. It's well, frustrating to me because it's in the newspaper. Here, here's the other People thing: listen to, think to that. About. Well, they do. They listen to media. We talked last week about listening to the stock pickers out there and things like that, and. Almost a surefire way to do the wrong thing at the right, the wrong time every time. But what's funny about all this? We're talking about four, five percent, and people are excited about it. Give it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be complaining about their four or five percent too, because what they're going to ultimately go back to is, oh, I remember when a CD was twelve percent, and that's yep. when I can say, you know what, I don't. But I'm a student of history, and uh, that wasn't a real good time either. No, wasn't. Uh, that was hyperinflation. And I know for a fact, it was always the people said, I remember 12% on a CD. Say, no, you remember when other people were getting 12% on a CD because you were pay- paying 15% from your mortgage. You were borrowing. Right. And your family so, lost their farm. Yeah, it wasn't you a get good car. wasn't and, the good old days after all. Exactly. Right? Oh, so, boy. Let the novelty wear off a little bit. You're going to be complaining about the 4 or 5% CD. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And, you know, again, I come back to that point, which I'm trying to drive home here is do you believe in investing or not? Okay. Do you believe it? Or not. And I think you need to ask your planner that same question. Is this is investing in a fixed rate really investing? I would say it's not investing. I would say it's saving. I agree. You don't save your way to riches, by the way. You don't? No. Oh. Okay. You're right. I just don't think you do. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you have to take a little bit of risk. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is highly calculated. You know, here, here's I'm the other... I'm all fired up now. I'm like I, sweating. This is my personal opinion. I think this is a spike. This is a blip mm-hmm. on our radar. Mm-hmm. And I've told you uh, multiple times we've talked about this, uh, maybe not on the podcast, but there's a, a pretty popular mutual fund family out there. I won't say who it is. I think their research is great. Mm-hmm. You know, some of their funds are pretty good too. Um, but, you know, there was a report that they, they put out probably back around, well, it would have been like 2013, Yeah, I would guess. We they were put like out fiscal a, cliff worries oh, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Quantitative easing. And, and we were really, with all and, the stuff that was going on yep. uh, with, uh, you know, 
countries defaulting on debt and all that kind That's of stuff. That's right. We remember Greece. We were yeah. worried about Greece. That and was Italy. a big deal. Yeah. Which it's still a thing, but I know it is. <laughs> we don't talk about it. But no, we um, just turn away. They were talking about how you know everybody has this idea that interest rates have to go up. They right. have to go up. Absolutely. And they did a study that showed, hmm, not so fast, my friend, to borrow words from Lee Corso. <laughs> what they showed is basically whenever interest rates, when the 10-year treasury yield dipped below 4%, which it did mm-hmm. back in 2008, 2009 sure on, on purpose, it, it's not something that we get through in five years. Right. That Historically, that was like a 30-year cycle. And there were blips on the radar. Right. Okay. But... I'm looking at this and saying, okay, well, could we get back up north of that 4% number on the, the four-year? I guess we could, but we would only be about halfway through the average cycle there at that point. Right. And let's not forget looking at, uh, uh, well, the bond guys, the smart guys in the room, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're not banking on the. They're not. In fact, right. the bond markets are betting on, on rate cuts yep. by the end of this year. I've heard as early as September. Yeah, and you can see that in yields across the board. It's just right there. So just remember that. We we are we're in a we we're dealing with inflation now. Yep. We're dealing with elevated interest rates. I I would submit to you my opinion is that this is not gonna last very long and we're gonna be back to low interest rates for a while. Well, I I don't think we can be put the force against the headwinds of the globe. Mm-hmm. Um the United States has been the the world superpower when it comes to currency it doesn't matter what your opinion is that's just what it is at this point Mm -hmm. i don't think that's going to change overnight and i think that it's really hard to fight the globe when we are the strongest currency in town paying the highest return on our treasuries it's just not going to continue forever i tend to take your your stance as well and i think we are in a period of time where we could see rate cuts we really could Mm -hmm. And, you know, now it's marked down in stone and we have to live by it. Crap. Oh, yeah. Because the Fed's going to announce here Wednesday, a week before this episode comes That's right. out. That's right. Oh, well, let's see how smart we are. Ooh. This will be fun. Yeah, this will be fun. Not. Not. Having a great time. <laughs> I think that's the second time we've quoted that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's BlueJayFG.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.